Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my arms for battle and my fingers for war. This is the Call to Duty Podcast. the one and only Dr. Chris Carlson with us. He is the cadre member that leads our combat medic lanes, and so we're going to have fun today talking about that kind of whole idea and why we train and how we train, and so let's just get right to it. Welcome in, Dr. Carlson. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank All you right. for having me. Yeah, man. All right, so we got a lot of good stuff to talk <laughs> about today, right? You, you recently got back from Africa. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But the first thing I want to talk about is just kind of the, the getting into what you teach and train uh, during the Call to Duty retreat, right? Yes. All right. So let's get into, uh, jump into the kind of the, the trauma uh, assessment, um, that kind of stopping the bleeding type of a thing, and just, you know, what is that, what does that kind of idea mean to you? you know, as you're talking with the guys and kind of in the spiritual world, you know, you are a general surgeon. I need mm-hmm. to throw that out there. So you, yeah. you are doing this kind of all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of what's on your mind about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the neat things about what I do, uh, it has a great direct correlation to what we do in the spiritual world and what we do with our spiritual battle that we fight every day. You know, in, in surgery, especially if we're doing trauma, which I don't do a lot of anymore, but did a lot of it in my training. You know, you get a patient brought to you who's been in an accident, they yeah. severely injured, having lots of bad problems. You have to very quickly assess what's going on, find the problems that are most life-threatening, yeah. deal with them quickly, yeah. and make sure you're getting a good global view view of everything and taking care of all of the problems. Yeah. And it's a great carryover to our spiritual life. Yeah. You know, I think that it's very hard for people to objectively assess where they are. You yeah. know, part of the devil's work in us is to give us blinders. It's to hide things. It's to cover things. Yeah. And it's and it's to like we talked earlier, it's to give you a, a Trojan horse, a false mm-hmm. lead to follow. Yeah. So for instance, yeah. if you have a patient that comes in that's been in a in a car accident and they are brought to the trauma bay and they've got a bunch of blood pumping from their right arm, obviously your focus goes to that. Yeah. But that's very unlikely to kill them. What's going to kill them is their internal bleeding, their closed yeah. head injury, their spinal cord yeah. injury, all of those things that are a little bit more subtle. I want to tease that out a little bit more. <clears throat> so one of the first things that you teach the guys in this uh, lane that you teach is to assess the patient. Right? Absolutely. So you, you kind of give this relatively quick because, mm-hmm. you know, time is of the essence with these things, right? So you're going to assess their whole body and looking for these kind of big important things of of bleeding and breathing mm-hmm. and and um, all these types of things. So we're talking about the first thing that we need to do is kind of do this assessment, right? Right. right. And that you know a self assessment in the spiritual world is like you got to have it, mm-hmm. you know. So. So let's talk about avoiding the tunnel vision. Right. Right? Okay, so you show up and there's a guy and he's pumping blood out of his arm. Um, and But you miss something bigger going mm-hmm. on. What What are some of these elements like in the spiritual life? 
Yeah. So the, the neat thing about trauma is that, you know, they have all kinds of mnemonics to sort of help us not have that tunnel vision. And I need yeah. to develop a good mnemonic for the spiritual world. That'll be my, yeah. that'll, maybe yeah, that'll yeah. be, that'll be CTD four or uh-huh. something. Yeah. Um, but they talk about ABCDE and trauma. It's airway, breathing, circulation, disrobe and examine. So yeah. Yeah. airway, breathing and circulation are the first three things that are going to be life threatening. If you can't breathe, you can't live. Yeah. Um, if you're not awake and you're not able to protect your airway, you're not going to do well. And if you're yeah. not circulating, so yeah. it's kind of the same thing in your spiritual life, you know, if 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 you're looking medically at someone who's got blood pumping out of the arm that is not the first thing you want to get in the global picture. So you maybe yes, put some pressure on that. That's great, but let's right. look at their airway. Let's look at their yeah, breathing. Let's the look important, at their circulation. Right? The things the big that will kill things. you. You betcha. You know, in the, in the spiritual world, um, you may be focusing on something like looking at pornography. Right. Real common problem in modern day society. We spend right. a lot of time talking about that, but right. you know, really the main problem, maybe the real problem is. Your marriage is broken. Yeah. Maybe you're failing in your relationships. And as yeah. a result of that, you're depressed, sad, looking to porn because it makes yeah. you feel better. Your big picture is you need to look at the global part and say, is my marriage a problem? Are my relationships a problem? That, that, that I think, is really powerful. You know, what you're talking about and what we tend to do is, man, we just tend to treat the superficial. Mm-hmm. And I think the devil is completely fine with that. Absolutely. Go ahead. Just treat the superficial and don't go any deeper, mm-hmm. right? Don't take a more, uh, a, a, a bigger look in. And for sure, don't bring a buddy in right. to look over the situation right. as well, right? Well, I think he offers up simple things. You know, he offers up things that are easier to fix. Right. So it's easier to say, okay, yes, I have an addiction to pornography. I'm going to lock my phone. Right. I'm going to find an accountability buddy. I'm yep. going to limit my time on social media because that's relatively easy to fix. Fixing your marriage, that's harder. No I mean, that's a lot of work that's involving another person. That's, you know, time and talking and work and praying and, you know, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. So I think sometimes in... I think sometimes Satan offers up an easier thing to fix so that you feel really good about yourself and yeah, feel like that, you're making great progress. Man, that, that I'll tell you, what we really need to chew on this point that you're talking about. We need to take this into our prayer time and and to say, Lord, what what are the things that are superficial? And then what is deeper in there that mm-hmm. that you need to bring to my attention? You mm-hmm. know? And um, because those those what we're talking about is those deeper things that will kill you, right? right? Will separate you from Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that that's such an awesome point. I find in my prayer time, I spend a lot of time, probably erroneously, you know, asking for patience, asking for God to help me tame my tongue, asking mm-hmm. for when really I need to be praying for God. Let me just trust you, God. Let me be, you know full of thankfulness for your grace. Right. You know, let me be happy that you have placed me where I am. Not yeah. that, you know, keep me from saying a bad word during the day. Sure. Yeah, you know, you're you're hitting something great there too, which is in our prayer time, you know, it's about the presence of grace. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of Jesus and the Father in us and that being unified with them in our prayer is the deeper thing, mm-hmm. the more the life giving, the breathing and the circulation, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, but yes, I I want to grow in this virtue, or I want to avoid this vice, and mm-hmm. you know I need to do better at this, and I yell at the kids, and, <laughs> right? Whatever. Exactly. Um, but it, you know that prayer time is for me to work on my airway and mm-hmm. breathing mm-hmm. Uh, and circulation, which is the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, you know? man, that's awesome. It's a great carryover. Yeah. 
Okay, so any anything else on that, you know, kind of stopping the bleeding and controlling that trauma? And again, remember, sometimes, too, we're talking about the, the, the brother of yours that is in front of you mm-hmm. who's hemorrhaging, mm-hmm. and you are there to help them. Right. Right? So there's also an element here of where... You have to have some courage. Mm-hmm. Boy, I tell you, as a general surgeon, uh, handling that, I'm a physical therapist. If, <laughs> I, if I'm in there, I'm, you're going to have to treat that patient and then deal with me because I just passed out. <laughs> you, well, you, I doubt that. But. You know, but, but you have to have some courage to yeah. intervene, mm-hmm. right? And so how has that been for you? Like, did you, do you just pray for the grace to intervene where you need to intervene? Um, is that something yeah. that, you know, God has called you into this work kind of and has specially equipped you for it? But I'm sure there are times when you're a little bit nervous about oh, intervening, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's a very dissociative thing to, you know, take care of a trauma of someone that you don't know versus right. take care of your buddy, Ooh. you know, in a, in a battle analogy, take care of the guy who's fighting beside you on the sidelines or in right. a spiritual world, take care of your, one of your accountability partners, one of your brothers in Christ. That's right. very emotional. So yeah, I mean, it's, some of that is a developed skill. Some of that is just, you know, being strong in your faith and praying and, and asking God to help guide you. And, and also understanding that as a physician, I'm not really doing the work. I'm doing mm. God's work. I am a tool right. that God uses to help people. And and even all the things that I would, you know, tell people are my my amazing talents, you know, my ability to operate, my ability to take care of patients, whatever I do in the operating room and all that, those are really just gifts that God's given me that, sure. I, that I get sure. to use while I'm here. Sure. Um, so really, you know, and that's one of the things that I always pray when I'm washing my hands before I do surgery is I'm, you know, God, please guide my hands, guide my Amen. heart, guide my mind, because right. I know that you are the ultimate healer. You are the ultimate physician. And I yeah. am just here doing your work. Yeah, that wisdom and prudence to make the choices that you need to make in the OR, mm-hmm. you know. And, and but, but what you're saying, though, that's important for us non-surgeons is that you, that you practice. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, like you have to practice in prayer, praying and for that so that I can make good decisions. Mm-hmm. If Absolutely. we think we're just going to show up. Like you and I are in the OR, and you're like, go ahead, Luke. I have not done yeah. this ever before. It's not going to yeah. end up well, right? So yeah. you've got to be, you've got to be kind of working those prayer muscles, mm-hmm. so that you'll have the courage to step up. And and when you have a relationship with Jesus, and that Holy Spirit is speaking through you, mm-hmm. that's what allows you to be able to intervene Absolutely. sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we see that when we start talking about the carries, how to carry your wounded yeah. buddy out of yeah. battle is, right. you know, there are things that I can teach you tips and tricks to help get a, another large person out by yourself or with another person or with three other people. Right. But really, that is a great analogy for the preparedness that you have to go yeah. through spiritually yeah. and mentally. You yeah. have to be prepared. Your prayer life has to be strong. You have to be dependent upon God's strength because if you go in to help your buddy spiritually and you're not grounded and in right. prayer. And, right. And, and now we got two casualties. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to sit beside each yeah, other yeah, and bleed. Absolutely. So um, let's move into the second part of what you do there at the Call to Duty weekend, which is teaching guys how to do some carries and things. Um, I, I, we're going to get into Mark chapter um, 2 in a minute. I'll read that uh, because that's kind of the verse that we we uh, focus on during that event. But um, we were talking it uh, before we started here. And um, I like what you were mentioning about Call of Duty 4, this, this next one coming up, and how you'll 
teach those carries, right? What you'll mm-hmm. do first. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the so we try to go through two or three different ways to help carry your wounded buddy out of battle. Because obviously, if someone gets injured, you've got to evacuate them from the from the dangerous area, and it's very hard to do if someone is not able to help you, and they're a two hundred pound guy, and you're say a hundred and sixty five pound guy. It's yeah. very hard to get them out of the danger area. So you have to know gotta how know. to move it. You bet. Right? Because if you try to drag him, it's yeah. going to be very very hard. So we right. teach several different techniques that we can pick up a big person and carry him out of the out of the danger area. Um, and so that's kind of part of the preparedness stuff. If you know the techniques and you know how to do it, it's very doable. Right. If you try to do it by yourself, it's very hard. Yeah. Still hard. Mm-hmm. Still hard. Absolutely. If I have to pick you up, it's not <laughs> going to be easy. It's going to be a struggle. You know, yeah. and, and you and I were, well, you and I were practicing a little bit mm-hmm. before, right? Yes. And I need more practice. Yeah, it's very hard. You know, because you've got to get yourself in just the right position to mm-hmm. be able to pick up someone without becoming a casualty yourself. This right. is such a great idea. Don't don't make two casualties. Right. Don't run out to your buddy and become a casualty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some again this virtue of of prudence to know the choices that you need to make. I need to have a choice to prepare, mm-hmm. right? And and then I need the fortitude to the strength to prepare well mm-hmm. for when the battle comes or when I'm needed to carry a buddy. I'll be ready. Absolutely. Right? All right. So I just want to read. Mark chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, because there's some great, uh, great things about this that, that I want to talk about. So this is starting in, in verse 3. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, My son, your sins are forgiven. So there's a couple, you know, good things in here. First, um, you know, we got four men. Uh, you know, we the call to duty is about getting us as men ready to, to, to be able to, to go to war uh, with ourselves, to become better men, to protect and defend the innocent, our families, uh, etc., and so you've got four men who are carrying this load, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and why is it four men? Because one guy would have a hard time carrying a paralytic, right? Absolutely. So guys, I want you to have four men. I mean, All if right. you want to say, how many buddies should I have? Why don't you just take scripture and say, I need at least four, All right. right? So let's go work on that. But, but the other thing, uh, or the big thing that jumps out is when, uh, mm-hmm. verse five, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, my son, your sins are forgiven. So what's interesting about this phrase for you, Chris? Well, it's interesting that it's their faith that Jesus is looking yeah. at. It's not so, the paralytic. No, faith. it's not the paralytic. So these four men felt such a calling and felt such faith in Jesus that yeah. they got their buddy. And the four of them, I mean, that's great to have four spiritual warriors fighting right. on your side. Amen. That, that's awesome. I would love that. I mean, it's hard yeah. to it's hard to have, you know, to drag one person out of a battlefield by yourself. But if you've got three partners all helping you do that. So, uh, and you know, and I remember, I remember studying this at some point in a Bible study in the past, and they talked about the houses back in that time and how it wasn't just like when they recognized there was a big crowd and Jesus was in this house and he was you know, working miracles and talking to people. It wasn't just 
just like they took the elevator on the outside of the right, house, that right. they probably pulled this guy up on ladders. Yeah. And I we're going to have to take we're going to have to take guys up on a roof. Absolutely. For this. Call the duty so four. You can imagine even with four guys <laughs> trying to take a paralyzed person up the side of a building, right. and then just you know taking the roof apart, lowering him down. I don't imagine they came with a whole bunch of ropes. You know, they yeah. probably st- strung their pants together. Yeah, I mean, who I knows? It. They worked so far above and beyond mm. the the norm to try to get this down because of their great faith in Jesus' ability to yeah. heal this paralytic. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very, it's, it's awe-inspiring. Yeah, I mean, you know, how, uh, you know, my faith can help you get healed. Absolutely. Yeah, right? So you may not be, we were talking about this before, you may not carry your buddy, but if your buddy is really struggling, you can be on your knees for him every morning, mm-hmm. praying for him, you know, seeking the Lord and asking him to pour out his grace upon your buddy, right? That is you doing something hard on your knees early in the morning, focusing on your buddy and praying, and that guy can be healed. Absolutely. You know, and so that's what we're talking about here. So, you know, the the caring of your of your brothers should happen all the time. All of us get crushed. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you and I have been crushed. And if it wasn't for buddies to be with us, um, it, I don't know what would happen. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, this, and, and again, it is because of Jesus. You know, this is not, as you mentioned before, when you're talking about scrubbing in for the OR, this is not your power that's doing it. This is us believing in Jesus uh, and his power to heal that we're going to be on our knees praying for our brothers uh, and carrying them through a difficult time and getting them to Jesus. Right, absolutely. Right? Getting them to the feet of Jesus so he can he can touch them. And Jesus can do whatever he wants. Right. He can touch you, right? He healed the centurion's, you know, sa- slave, you know, he healed lots of people from here to there. No problem. Boom, absolutely. done. But well, because of their faith. So this is what we've got to to think about. Like, how strong is my faith? Like, do I have enough faith to get my buddy healed? Right. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I got. I got. I got a little work to do. Well, that's that's why it's important to have your spiritual brothers because I think it's it's you know I mean I've tried to do it on my own. It's right. Very hard. I doesn't mean, work it, very it well. doesn't work very well. Amen. You know, and and you don't know. You know, it's a little bit of that perspective. You know, that mm-hmm. ability to stand back and look at the wounds and what's most life threatening. Maybe your buddy does not have that ability. Maybe your buddy is focusing on the wrong things. Maybe your yeah. buddy's not. Yeah. Maybe your buddy skipped his prayer time this morning and yeah. he needs his four friends. Yeah. Those guys that would have. Carried him to see Jesus. He yeah. needs them on their knees in the morning praying yeah. for him while he's in a moment of weakness. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, we, we've hit some great stuff. Uh, let's finish up with Africa. Okay. Yeah. So okay. so you go to Africa every year? I do. Yeah. I've done that for three years now, I think. Okay. And um, as a general surgeon, you just felt called to go there and offer your services to the people uh, and, and to do some work. Tell us a little bit about how that goes. And what are some of those those challenges, you know, for you in that? Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
So probably five years ago, I guess, I, I got, you know, in my prayer time and in my search for what God had planned for me, I, I just, you know, I reached out to him and I said, Lord, please just tell me where you want me to go. Tell me what you want me to do. I, I didn't feel like I was doing as much as I could in my daily in my daily job and uh, had a funny interaction through an email from a friend of a friend of a friend saying there right. was a surgeon in Africa who had yeah. actually trained in Augusta who okay. needed some help. Okay. And I was like, thank you, God. There thank, thank you for telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Neon lights. Yeah. Can't make it any more yeah, obvious. Yeah. So I went over there my first time having never met that surgeon, having didn't even know the country where I was going. I yeah. was going to this little country in West Africa called Togo. Um, and it was really an awesome experience. I have since, my wife and I have since become very good friends with the, the Dr. Natir and his wife, Natasha. She's a nurse practitioner that does um, women's health there. And he's a general surgeon wow. that does stuff there. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it's been an awesome experience. Now you are a tough hombre. That, <laughs> we love, we love that about you. And, uh, I remember you telling me before going this time, you were telling me about, I mean, the travel there is long mm-hmm. and difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know, you traveled for 24 hours. Hours, you got there, and before you started operating, you gave blood. Oh yeah, because you got there, and your buddy said, "Hey, we need to. You need to give some blood." And you're oh, like, yeah. well, "Hook it up." Yeah. So it was it was <laughs> nine nine hour plane flight to get to Africa. We spent the night in, in the capital city in the south, and the next day it's a ten hour car ride. Yeah, you know, on those horrible, beautiful roads this horrible, in Africa. Yeah, horrible. It, they actually have a paved road now, but they're not. Okay. They're potholes as big as Volkswagens. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And and the last year when we got there, we rolled up about five thirty in the evening, exhausted worn out right. time change right. and my buddy Bryce rolls up on his little motorcycle and he says hey welcome to Togo I'm going to need you to give blood uh-huh. and then I'm going to need you to help me operate on this person who we're giving blood for and I was like alright let's go well, that's pretty cool I mean you gave the blood to the guy <laughs> absolutely that that, absolutely you know, so there's a lot of uh, warrior strength yeah. in that for sure you know practicing in Africa when I go there is is another you know just another wonderful analogy in, in spiritual warriorship you know they have absolutely no resources. The mm-hmm. hospital has a band-aid budget. You right. know, if you want to operate on someone, you literally have to count how many bags of saline we have and how much blood is in the blood bank because right. their resources are so few. Um, but there's so many who need to be taken care of. Wow. And so you really have to be able to talk about that assessment objectively of where you are and what you've got. Right. It's a little bit about like our met when we talk about that. Yeah. You know, know yeah. your terrain, know your enemies, sure. know your resources, sure. know what you've got. Yeah. It, it's a great exercise in trying to learn how to do as much as you possibly can with little. Yeah, I love pushing the virtues to get guys and men to study the virtues. And and I mentioned it before, but, you know, the virtue of prudence Mm -hmm. to know what to do, the Mm -hmm. right choices to make. You know, this we have got to be praying for the Holy Spirit to bring these out and they have Mm -hmm. to be practiced. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. You know, I, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you have that call um, that you heard pretty, pretty clearly, but your wife Needy goes with you as well. She and does. she's, she's pretty awesome yeah. because she just goes to support you. She does. Yeah. yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think her journey is a lot harder than mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I very obviously am going because God told me to. Yeah. I have no questions. That's easy. Right. Check. I'm in. Yeah. God send me there. Do what you want with right. me. My wife hasn't had that same calling. And right. so she's going there to support her husband who's yeah. trying to follow yeah. God's will. And so it's hard. She, yeah. you know, physically it's very hard for her. I think uh, emotionally it's very hard. You know, right. she does uh, OBGYN. And when we were there last year, there were five maternal deaths wow. in that two weeks we were wow. there. I mean, those people have no health care. They have no prenatal care. Right. They're infant mortality rate is, right. you know, through the roof. It's just very emotionally 
difficult. Well, that is a great that is a great uh, talk about marriage about about your wife who it's not about her, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's about supporting. Uh, you and and that's awesome. So shout out to her. Uh, Absolutely, and yeah. and you know, so I've been there without my wife, right. and I've been there twice with my wife. Yes, I I told her after that first time, I said I I, I can't do. That I don't want to do this. Without yeah, you. I can't. Oh, and and so it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, when she comes with me, she really is just my rock. She yeah. supports me and right keeps on. me going. You know? Yeah, well, that that's awesome. I I wanted to bring that out because it's critical. Mm. I mean, the two become one. Absolutely. You're not your own man. Right. All right. And neither am I. She's my suitable helper. Yeah. Well, listen, my brother, you are uh, very inspiring. We are so incredibly blessed to have you on our team. Excited about C2D4 because you're going to have more and harder things. And apparently we're going to have to take our, uh, you know, pants off, tie up a guy and drag him up a... It's, drag him up to the top of it's, a, of I tell a you, it's, it's going to be hard to outshine the ranger role, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, no yeah, I'm going to work on no it. Doubt. I will find no something doubt. in my toolkit. Yeah. All right, Warriors. <laughs> so uh, listen to this podcast and uh, listen to Dr. Chris. Show us the way to, uh, to be there for our brothers, to be able to meet the needs of those around us, and then to really look at ourselves and, and to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, to guide us, direct us, and, and ultimately to heal us so that we can help others. So, Chris, my brother, thanks. Good to be with you today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.